everybody. Welcome back to the World of Positivist podcast coming from the uh, Positive Vibes magazine. Today we have a special guest, Callista. Um, they specialize in spirituality and a lot of different things, so we're really excited to be enlightened by them. So Callista, please tell us a bit about yourself, especially for the people who have never been in, who, who don't know you. Oh, well, I just want to say welcome. Thank you for inviting me into this space. I am very excited, as is my cat, Luna, who's just come <laughs> in to say hello. Um, yeah, so I am an author of Spiritual Ascension. I specialize in helping people to connect with angels, unicorns, nature spirits, and really trying to bring some clarity and upliftment through these ever-shifting, <laughs> interesting times that we're living in. And I used to be a cancer research scientist. So I bring, oh, wow. yeah, a little bit of, I guess, more grounded, practical spirituality to the table rather than, you know, very channeled and I guess more sort of esoteric. I like to bring in the practical, like how can we actually connect with these beautiful beings and shift and change our life in partnership? Um, so yeah, I used to be a cancer research scientist up until 2006, and I experienced a reawakening. I guess, mm. like so many do on our path, we have our nine to five mm. muggle job. <laughs> muggle. And some, yeah, and then at some point, you know, everything shifts, and we begin to wake up and really discover. Yeah, we are the. The being that we've been waiting on and now is the time to really bring everything to this life experience so yep. wow thank you for sharing that um would you mind describing what that reawakening felt like when it first happened you said in 2006 yeah i remember well when i was younger when i was a child there was a lot of people in my family who were healers mediums spiritualist mediums midwives so there mm. was that thread of helping people and spirituality it was it, it wasn't you know it wasn't not talked about or, or shunned or shied away from it was there so mm -hmm. I kind of grew up connecting to fairies and I remember like picking up crystals and talking to them and putting them under my pillow and you know having this very sort of magical childhood I guess many people mm -hmm. have but um yeah I had my first experience of an angel when I was six years old um, my guardian angel came in in response to me asking for help because I I slept over at my grand's house a lot and her house was haunted and the mm -hmm. spirit of the man who haunted her cottage would come in and I was able to see and sense him and it scared me so much to remember asking for help. And this beautiful light emanation, this beautiful angel, big, beautiful female angel came forward and wrapped her light around me. And that was my first experience of an angel. Um, but yeah, so that anyway, that was my childhood. And then I grew up focused more towards boys <laughs> and being popular and all of that nonsense you know that we seem to have to go through all of the ego mm -hmm. stuff focus more towards getting my degree in medical biotechnology starting a career 
in cancer research and I thought I was doing good I thought I was helping people but the more I got involved in that in that work in that sort of it really was a muggle job it was very 3d it was really just I didn't I didn't feel like I was actually making a difference and what I saw in the pharmaceutical world even though it helped so many people mm-hmm. I found it really commercialized health it just it wasn't in alignment with me mm-hmm. so when you ask the question what 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 was I experiencing I was experiencing a sense of this is not for me I need to make a shift I didn't know what kind of shift that was I thought will I come out of this job and start a family because I was engaged at the time will I go back to uni and do my PhD or something else and it was the it was option c that came forward I studied a course in Reiki and back then it was taught over months it wasn't just like a day course so mm-hmm. I went along and slowly but surely with every class I attended, that ego, that cynicism, that everything that I'd built up started to dissolve. And the magic re- returned, the sense of wonderment, the sense that we're all connected. Um, I began to meditate and, and found myself speaking to angels again. So it was um, it was a really mixed time of feeling like I need to leave. I don't know how to leave. I don't know how to make this leap, how to make the change. But I knew on the other side was all of these beautiful beings waiting. And they said, oh, you're you're here to be a teacher. You're here yeah. to write these books. That felt like a million miles away from me. I didn't know how to do that. Um, and it took me, it took me a long time. It took me at least six months to make the leap and come out of the ego. And the sense of where, where am I going to get money from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All yeah. my family and friends were like, what? You, you want to leave science and create, a, 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 somehow create a job as a holistic therapist? They thought I was mad. You know, people waving their hands over somebody to do <laughs> healing. In their eyes, they thought that that was just completely nuts. But I mm-hmm. knew it was true. And so anyway, after six months out, I took the leap, I left science and it was exhilarating. It was totally exhilarating to leave everything that I'd known yeah, and just wow. take that leap of faith, you know, but we have to do this. I think this is part of our spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And we've been asked to do this more, don't you think, to take these leaps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear all the time when people reach like that point and then they have to make that shift. And I'm curious... How do you navigate those overwhelming thoughts? Like you said, it was so exhilarating. I can imagine being so overwhelming. How do you navigate that? Especially when it comes to like mental health. Like I can imagine it, it's worrisome. There's a lot of anxiety and even depression that can come from that. How did you personally kind of like figure it out? Like I said, you said it took six months, but like, how did you figure out how to, you know, manage your emotions and not feel overwhelmed to just go, I can't do this. I'm just going to go back to your old job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it helps studying Reiki and um, and also angel Reiki, angelic Reiki that I was studying, meditating. And I would go off when I felt so heavy and filled with the anxiety and all these like intuitive nudges to leave when it was just too much. I would go to the bathroom at work and I would do self-healing. 
just to find that moment of stillness and, and clarity amid all the the opinions and the influences and the judgments from the external but also everything that was going on within just to give me that steadiness and so that was a real touchstone but I was I ignored it I, I ignored the intuitive uh, senses and the knowing I ignored it and what happens when we ignore our intuition first of all we start to experience it on a mental level maybe as anxiety or depression or fear and then it will filter down into our emotional body and if we're not taking notice of how we're feeling and the the emotional behaviors that's happening as a result of not following our, our knowing it then manifests in our physical body so what happened to me was I lost the sight in one of my eyes it just wow. it went wow. and it was reflective of ignoring the path in front of me I was so scared I was mm -hmm. so scared to take that leap but I remember going into the human resources department of my job and she this 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 woman who helped me I'm going to call her a beautiful woman because she was a teacher she really was like that last nail in the coffin oh wow <laughs> she she said she had no empathy or anything oh well you can still come in to work you can just wear an eye patch that's what she said to me oh wow and I thought right I have to get out of here this that's the like the last straw and I left I remember coming out of that meeting in tears my fiance at the time um picked me up and we just sat in the car park and I just cried and I said I have to leave this is this is it and and I did and I haven't looked back wow Thank you for uh, sharing that. It's really interesting. We actually, um, we just released a featured story on Kimberly who has a you know, very different story, but she talks about stillness and that she was a part of a workforce that was abusive and that there was a point where she just was a breaking point. And I think it's unfortunate that that has to happen to a lot of people um, if the workforce isn't accommodating or they're not understanding of your needs as a person. You know, that's like the workforce has become it's getting better but it's become it, it was it's mechanical and sometimes I wish we lose out on that empathy and like human connection from it so thank you for like sharing that and I'm curious what your journey's been like these past was it 14 15 years how did you even begin yeah. like what was the first thing you did after you realized that you wanted to take that leap did you start I mean I know you were learning Reiki did you start teaching did you start writing I'm curious what you started doing yeah, since since leaving science about what fifteen years ago, nearly, and what that looked like. What did I do straight afterwards? I um, had a sort of transitional step. I became a herbal uh, medicine. I did my diploma in herbal medicine, mm. which was a nice step from working in a lab to then creating my kitchen into a lab. And I made herbal remedies and uh, skincare products. And I infused Reiki into the skincare, into the soaps, into the, the hair care. And back then, nobody was really doing that. I think a lot of people do it now, but mm -hmm. it, it, it was so wonderful to go from that hustle and bustle, pressure, judgment, influences, all the all the drama of that job to then being at home 
on my own, the relationship with my fiance broke down because we were just not in alignment anymore. But we remained friends, which was great. But I was alone. I was alone in my kitchen making these products, working with these beautiful energies and starting this process of reconnecting with angels and fairies. And so I was alone physically, but non-physically, I was having a party. I was enjoying life probably for the first time because I was really following what felt true to me rather than living my life in rhythm with for somebody else you know I was doing things for myself for the first time and it felt really good wow that sounds amazing um I'm curious about what you're currently doing right now from the that that point of when you first started making these remedies what, what have you been working on now what's what are some exciting projects you're doing right now yeah well from there I began to work with the angels and we created what was called, um, what still is called angel healing. It's a hands-on certified um, system. Since 2009, we've been traveling around the world teaching that. Came online last year when COVID and things hit. And um, it's just growing from strength to strength. We have like over a thousand practitioners now, which is great, student practitioners and teachers. And its sister modality is called Unicorn Healing. I've literally just finished at teaching that. Every Friday we get together uh-huh. a group of uh, around about 80 of us from all the way, all over the world, we get together. And we connect with different types of unicorns and we learn about their healing and their medicine. And it's just, it's just beautiful. I count my blessings every day because it's really not a job what I do, it's, it's fun. <laughs> No, that sounds amazing. So I'm curious, how do these class sessions go? Like what, what is being taught? Like what exactly do you teach when it comes to like angel healing and unicorn healing and connect, connecting all this stuff? I'm curious, like what it is you learn through these, this program? Yeah, well, angel healing is, a, is taught over three different degrees. The first degree is um, connecting with 34 archangels and their twin flames their counterparts the female angelics which has never really been talked about i wrote a book called the female archangels uh last year and it they, they really have come forward to help bring the balance to the angelic realms to to our angelic connection because for so long angels have been seen in this sort of masculine form but mm. they really don't have a gender they're androgynous, but they have an emanation which can be felt and perceived as masculine, feminine, or unified as balanced. But for so long, it's just been the masculine. And so these female angels started to come in around about 2011 when we made that shift from Piscean to from into Aquarian age. And they really started to come into the modality then. So in level one, People are attuned to the archangels and the archaea and learn how to not just channel angelic light to move through them like a Reiki, for example, but how to communicate with angels, how to really make friends with them. Where do the angels come from? Why are they here? Also, they discover who they are because they tell us that 80% of humanity 
have angelic souls. And so the course is all about remembering, starting to reawaken your angelic origin and heritage so you can bring heaven upon earth. It's, it's non-denominational, but it celebrates um, angelology, you know, really living and breathing, partnering your angels every day. Level two is the practitioner course. Level three is your teacher degree. So we've got certified teachers now in the States and the UK, um, which is great. And it's continuing to grow. Hopefully this year we'll have teachers in Australia and the Middle East. So fingers crossed. Oh, wow. Wow, beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, It's amazing. Can you tell me, I'm curious on what your advice is with skeptics, people who are skeptical of the work you do. I mean, like you said, the people you were around before you wanted to make this transition were kind of opposed to what you were doing. So I'm curious what those relationships are like now. And also, how do you navigate those people who don't believe in that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's funny because isn't it, you know, you'll be you'll you'll know this. You're in a world where positive vibes, you know, people are focusing on positive vibes and spirituality. So you kind of get used to that world. Mm-hmm. And I get used to a world of unicorns and angels and nature spirits and magic, and that's all just that's reality for me. But yesterday, um, I was interviewed by a national radio station and I didn't know I didn't know how big they were until I looked on the internet and they have 3.1 million listeners wow wow and it talk about moving out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. it's a sports radio station and I thought oh wow why are they they asking me to talk about (laughs) unicorns on a sports radio late you know later at night um anyway so I did the interview and it was very clear that they wanted more of a sort of entertainment piece rather than actually being true. But yet the unicorns came in and I could really feel that they had connected to mm. these two very masculine, very fixed on their opinions and judgments, you know, like very reminiscent of my old days. They were there, but yet the magic was weaving and I could feel the unicorns with them and actually in that 10 minute interview led them through connecting with their own personal unicorn guides so it was quite incredible um so in answer to your question yes there's there's always going to be cynicism there's always going to be more of the mainstream is this just fluffy is this like an entertainment piece i guess like that piece was but nevertheless the magic is still there. And if people are ready to connect, they absolutely will. I mean, I was a hardened, cynical scientist. I didn't, even though I had a very spiritual childhood, I didn't think that I would ever mm-hmm. go back to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it just takes a, a moment in time. If we're ready and everything's in alignment, then people will start to make the shift. And I feel that so many people are waking up. Don't you feel? especially mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the like kind of new age. And I, and, a lot of, and even people call it new age, but I think it's always been there. I think a lot of people do have these experiences, like you said, when you were six with the angel that, you know, helped you. I think people have these, you know, unique experiences, but like people, like even yourself, you said you were scared or you don't embrace it. 
because you don't you, it's the unknown you know and so I think I think even though you are not aligned at that point I think one day you will be and I hope mm-hmm. a lot of people reach that point and I think I like that it's becoming more of our mainstream media not as much as but as much as I would want it to be but I think one day we're going to see a lot of holistic healing positivity mental health I would love to see that as our mainstream news mainstream media I would love to see that um and you know I really hope that I hope that the piece that you interviewed yesterday was an entertainment piece. I hope that their listeners actually did get something from it. I really hope that. And, yeah. you know, and for us, our, our main platform is not to sway or, you know, inf- um, like sway like an opinion or something. We bring on guests who just are light workers, amazing people, have such a yeah. powerful story to share. And it's up, our, it's up to our audience to determine what's truth for them and what's going to work for them. And so yeah. we just, we love yeah. to give, and I love the power of options. So we, we try and give our audience, you know, the options like is angel healing for them or is it Reiki or is it something else? Or is it just, you know, traditional, you know, religion that they need? Um, or maybe it's nothing. Maybe they, maybe they just need something from someone else. Cause we do interview like actors and, you know, career people too. So we try and bring on anyone who's doing a, making a positive difference. Um, so I really, you know, commend you on coming today and really sharing, you know, what you're teaching um do you have any anything else you'd like to share with our audience anything that you've experienced you want them to know maybe you can even bring up the pandemic on how to navigate that anything you like i just think what you're doing in your network and your show i think is wonderful because you're celebrating diversity in so many different ways and that is something that we need to continue to do um, if the pandemic's taught us anything, it's about how how easy it is to lean into separation rather than unity. You know, in so many different ways, it shows mm-hmm. a separation. Wearing the mask, not wearing the mask. Getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated. This mentality of us and them, I'm seeing so much on and um, every week. Yeah. I share ascension updates to you know just like tuning in what's happening how we can navigate things and the last message was all about you know this us and them mentality we need to get over this because mm-hmm. I, i'm seeing it even even in the the community of spiritual teachers and authors this sort of means of judgment and separation happening i mean i was i was um sent an email about you know pretty much why are you sharing these views on your page? And I thought, whoa, we we have to stop this. We have to stop this judgment. Um, if we class ourselves a, a space holder, whether we are an author, an actor, a mother, a father, it doesn't matter if we're holding space and we are being a template for another, whether it's our children, our community, our readers, we have to um, understand personal responsibility and to not let our judgment and our ego get in the way of our message because this is a time of unity where we need to celebrate each other's differences and go okay if you want to be over here doing that that's great you know more power to you yeah i'm following my truth you're following your truth I think we can coexist. In fact, I think we can co-create and create yeah. something really spectacular. So that that would be my message. And that's definitely echoed by the angels, by the ascended masters, by the unicorns. They're all for 
knowing and expressing and, and having the balls, having the courage to live your own truth. Yeah, wow. Now is the time more than ever. Wow, yeah, no. <laughs> I resonate so well with the last, the last part you were saying about we can not just coexist, um, but we can co-create. I hear the term coexist a lot, but I love the term co-create because we're not just existing. You know, we're creating all the time. We're always manifesting something, no matter what. Even if you don't think you're doing anything, you are manifesting something. And I think there's something really beautiful about that. And I think, you know, a lot of people talk about us going back to the new, going back to the normal in society because like people are getting vaccinated. We're going back to the normal. I'm like, what is, I want to know what this normal was because I don't want us, <laughs> I don't want us to go back to the separation. Yeah. yeah, the separation, the non-diversity, the not understanding of people's lives. You know, it's like, I hear all the time, like, oh, I understand this is a hard time for all of us. I love that. I'm like, yes, but let's not use the pandemic as a way to just say that. Because I feel like once pandemic kind of softens, we can't go back to like, not understanding people's needs and you know and yeah I, I hope we don't go back to that kind of world um because I, I think it's such a good time to really reflect on humanity and what we've been doing right what we've been doing wrong and just a good time to reflect on ourselves and I love what you're talking about with the whole separation thing yeah every time something happens in society there's always you know the two points of views or I mean of course there's gonna be more but there's always the two main points of views um like oh you know this is right this is wrong um the binary but it's so much more than that and two yeah I, I think it's sad that we don't we don't connect you know we don't see each other's point of view we're like losing out on that empathy that is much needed and I hear it a lot but still there's a lot of mainstream that's not encouraging empathy and being an understanding person and it's sad how like how people are you know like villainate or vilified or how people are treated and I think yeah something needs to be done and I hope it's I hope that we are getting to that point where people are awakening because I think people are getting somewhat exhausted from that and I think <laughs> and I think people want to see something new and something like very positive, um, something that will, you know, help their well-being and something that's really going to support them. I really hope we see that. Definitely. It's coming. I think we've, we have reached a tipping point and we're, yeah, I think there's so many of us co-creating, focusing on thriving rather than just surviving. I really do. I'm, I'm, yeah, I really do. And I think if we start to believe that we're creating that reality, it's as simple Mm -hmm. as that. Um, so yeah more power to you and all the work that you're doing and um, I just think we need to continue to support one another and the listeners and the readers and people who are in our community just give them a voice as well and and listen to them Mm -hmm. listen Mm -hmm. to their views because at the end of the day we're all going the same way we're all on our path of spiritual growth understanding and ascension but ultimately we're going the same way. We're all equal. We all have the same capacity, the same potential is within us. It's whether we are um, allowing our potential to come forward and giving it a voice and giving it a space, or are we just happy in the the normalcy and in the comfort zone? There's no growth there. There's only the familiar. So 
let's let's hope that more people are going to be taking those leaps of faith. Huh? Yeah, what a perfect way to end it. Well, thank you so much, Calista. It was such a joy getting to know you. I'm glad we got to co-create in this space. And I'm glad, you know, we are able to amplify your voice and share the amazing work that we're doing, that you are doing. So thank you so much for your service. Oh, bless you so much, Zane. Thank you to everybody. Thank you. <laughs>